Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're about a week before the trade deadline and the Mets are seven and a half games back in the wild card for the last wild card spot. To talk about the Mets and their deadline strategy and where they go from here, we bring in Mike Puma, from the New York Post, does a great job covering the Mets and is uh, on his way back from Fenway Park. Hey, Mike, how are you? Laurie, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, thanks. Um, so before we get into trade deadline strategy and some of these other things, just big picture, Mike, what the heck happened this year? Versus, uh, this team won 101 games last season, and uh, what happened? Yeah, well, it's obviously not the same team that won 100. Yeah, you know, it's the same players, but uh, you know, we, we we've seen a, a lot of regression from these players, and you can't even blame injuries too much. You know, it's it's not like uh, uh, in the past where you, you had some big. Now, I mean, Edwin Diaz obviously was a jolt. Edwin Diaz right, is right. huge, but you look at a team like you know. To your point, certainly the Mets have had injuries, but you know what? The Dodgers had to have a bajillion injuries. Yeah, and uh, you know it's just you, you look at it, and you you know Pete Alonso hasn't uh, been what you would expect from yep. him, and Je- Jeff McNeil hasn't, and right down the line, Starling Marte's had a right uh, huge disappointing season, and uh, you know. Uh, you brought up Brett Beatty, and he's been okay, but mm-hmm. you know he hasn't been—he hasn't been nearly productive enough. And uh, you know, Mark Can has been okay. I don't think he's been as good as he uh, was last year for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the DH spot. Let's be honest—they uh, brought Daniel Vogel back here at the trade deadline, and that really hasn't worked out. He's—and they've, they've given him a lot of chances here to. To show he can be that guy, and he hasn't been it. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're 99 games in, about a week or so from uh, the trade deadline, and the Mets are seven and a half back. Do you expect them to? Well, do you expect them to be sellers? Uh, what do you? Uh, do you expect them to? sort of stand pat? Do you expect them to do a few things? What do you expect the Mets to do at the trade deadline? I would expect them to be making some moves here, selling. Uh, you know, look at where they are. Now, you said seven and a half back. I'm, I'm 
I'm glad you said that because I, I don't even look at the wild. I, I, I tweeted this last night. I don't even look at the wild card standings until you get to 500. Mm-hmm. And the Mets are seven games below 500 right now. So hard so, to take uh, them seriously there with the wild card when they can't even see 500. Yeah. So, but you know, the thing is now you're down to your final six games before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if you won those six, you'd still be a game under 500. But you know, did, do you, does anything tell you that the Mets are going to go on a run here? You, you know, they're playing Washington's coming in for four games. And maybe, I don't know, but, uh, uh, you know, they got the subway games coming up. Um, and you know, I, I think, I think most of the team is on the table if anybody wants them badly enough, but you know, the, the, the guys you're going to look at obviously are the, uh, ones in the last year of their contract that can help somebody. And, you know, it starts with a guy like Tom, like Tommy Pham. Uh, it starts with the uh, David Robertson in the bullpen. Now, I think you'd be a little more hard pressed to trade Robertson than some of the others just because. Now, if you, you trade Robertson, you're really uh, throwing in the towel on the season here. At the same I, time, I, at the same time, you get you get yeah. an offer that blows you away. You yeah. do it. Yeah. But, but I don't think you trade Robertson just for the sake of saying, okay, he's a he's a free agent. Let's get something for him. You know, no, you, you want to get something that you think can help you. Otherwise, I think you hold on to David Robertson. You know, it's interesting you said that. I had had that conversation um, this morning, um, actually with my nephew. Um, But same thought there, which is I I know that sometimes I tend to be analytically driven and my brain would go towards saying if you can get anything for somebody, any prospect for someone on an expiring deal, you should take it. That's better than, than you know, not when the team is going nowhere. I think for Fan and uh, Tommy Fan and Mark Canna, the team would be worse without them. But you also would have an opportunity then maybe to see some younger players get regular playing time. The team could survive there. If you get rid of David Robertson... And I'm with you. If you get something great, if you get a prospect that you really think can make this team better, then you make that trade. But unless it's something significant, trading David Robertson off of a team that already has a has bullpen issues and a bullpen problem will essentially make this Mets team you know virtually unwatchable. They're they're going to start losing a lot. Uh, more than they already are. And so then you're saying to fans who have spent money on tickets for the rest of the season that, you know, don't worry about it. This team's going to lose and they're going to stink. And, you know, I, if it's if it's something significant, you do it. But if it's not, I it feels like almost breaking a, a promise to some of those fans who've paid for tickets. Yeah, you know, you know, you'd really alienate the fan base if you're getting down to the ninth inning with leads uh, a couple of times a week and, and giving it away. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's going to be hard to move Robertson. Um, you know, but you know, like we said, if, if you get a, a piece so, that you think good, really means you take it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. something good, you take now, it. Yep. You know, the the offensive guys. You know, if you cleared out a Canna or a, a, a Tommy Pham. Uh, it gives you a chance to bring uh, a Ronnie Mauricio here. It gives you that chance to take the the long look you want to see at Mark Vientos. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, uh, I think uh, I think fans would be a lot more understanding of that and, and perhaps maybe even embrace that. Right. 
I think that would be, you know, playing the baby Mets, I think that, you know, even if the team is losing, um, if those guys are getting at bats, I think that still could be exciting to a certain segment of the fan base. Um, right now, there isn't anybody to stand in for closer um, of a young player that you'd be seeing. When you talk about a Ronnie Mauricio, um, I've had fans ask me, uh, you know, as recently as today, why is it that the Mets have not called up Mauricio yet? Is it a concern about his defense, or is it about that they've been worried about team depth and haven't wanted to lose a roster space for one of these veterans? Yeah, I, I think it's more uh, the latter. You know, I, I think they feel like he's, he can he can hold his own uh, defensively out there. It's just like, all right, if you bring him here, you, you know, you don't want to do the same thing with him that they, they did with Vientos where he came up and just sat around a lot. Yep. So you bring Mauricio here, you want him to play. And listen, you know, they, they, they've – they're at – I think they're on just about at the end of the rope with, with the Vogelback experiment, and uh, it, it, it's gone on a long time. And that that, that could be another guy who, who's moved it at the trade deadline. Um, but yeah, you you want Mauricio when he's here. You want him to play. Uh, what position? And, what position do you see him? Do you see them using him? Is it second base? Is it left field? Is it? I mean, obviously, he's not going to play shortstop. Um, that's going to be Lindor. But where where do you see him playing? Yeah, yeah, no, I think they'll move him around. I think they'll do the same thing with him that they've uh, done with Jeff McNeil. You know, mm-hmm. just uh, you know, not necessarily tie him down to one position, but uh, you know, play him in a corner outfield spot one night, and play him at second base another night. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know, the thing about Mauricio, you know, he's 22 years. It seems like we've been talking about this kid for 10 years. I know. He's, he's, because, you know, he was on everybody's radar at such a young age, but he's still only 22 years old. Um, and, he, you know, they, Alvarez is 21, and they, they didn't, exp- they didn't exp- you know, they were a, a little bit uh, blindsided by how good he is uh, so quickly. Um I, you know, ideally they they thought he'd be in Triple A this year, and he got the opportunity and ran with it. So, uh, Speak, speaking some... speaking of that, Mike, um, when we think of this deadline, because Francisco Alvarez has emerged as clearly their their not just catcher of the future, but catcher of the present, is there a chance that um, if they're looking to sell and trade somebody off, that Omar uh, Narvaez for teams who want catching could be somebody that they would trade? Yeah, he, he could be another guy that they could trade. I, I think so. Uh, now he's got a, you know, he's got another year on his deal um, that somebody would have to pick up, or maybe you know, maybe the Mets would eat that to, to try and get a better player. But uh, no, I, I could see them doing that, and uh, you know, just going with a, a, somebody within the system as the backup, whether it's uh, Michael Perez or whoever, just to get through the end of the year and then uh, address it. But uh, you know, I would put Narvaez in that group of uh, players that could be traded. What you know, you mentioned that Vogelback hasn't worked out, and so, you know, so moves from last year's deadline, and so far they took a shot on Trevor Gott, who, while he was okay on Sunday, has been has not worked out so far. Trading for him as a as a relief pitcher. What would you say to Mets fans who are concerned with having? Billy Epler, Mets GM Billy Epler, handled the deadline after um, they've been underwhelmed by some of these moves. 
Well, you got no choice at this point. He's, you know, he's the GM, and he's uh, you're not you're not going to say do nothing, you know, at this point. And you can't. It's not like you could fire Billy Epler and, and bring somebody else in here at this point who's who's going to be able to handle. It. So you you just have to roll with it at this point if if you don't have faith in Billy Epler. You know, kind of is what it is. Yeah, I think coming into tonight, uh, Gott had an 11.57 ERA with the Mets so far. Um, so not exactly what you want. Um, one thing I think you and I certainly agree on, but let's just put this to rest, is when you look at players like um, Max Scherzer, let's start with Scherzer. I see these Mets fans who somehow think that Max Scherzer is going to uh, walk away from the $43 million player option he has for next season because out of pride, they think he somehow is going to give that money back and, uh, you know, not not um, exercise that option. Is there on, in any universe, in any circumstance that you can imagine that happening? No, not at all. <laughs> He's got that option for next year and he'd... Uh... You know, let's be honest. At this point, he, he he's he's going to exercise that option because he's not going to get that kind of money uh, on on the open market. So, uh, no, no, I, I I can't see him walking away from forty three million next year. No. All right, and so with that. I've seen fans, whether it's Scherzer or Verlander, who also, uh, they both, um, you know, have contracts for $43 million for next season. Even if Steve Cohen is willing to eat some money, I I, I see Mets fans throwing those names out there. Do do you see any way that either of those players get traded? I I can see potential. You know, I I, I think I'd be shocked if both of them got traded. I, I, I could see maybe one of them going, probably Verlander. Uh, a lot more likely, um, just because of the fact you're not uh, dealing with with the option situation for next season, where you know you, you trade Scherzer now and then you, you're on the you know you're on the hook for his option for next season if you're another team. Whereas you know Verlander, his his contract isn't easy either though because he's got uh, a vesting option on the end. So there's a, there's a there's a lot of money and logistics involved in these deals, including no trade clauses. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be tough to move either one of them, uh, let alone you know two of them. So, uh, I, I you know I wouldn't be shocked if uh, one of them went, but I, I don't see both guys going. On uh, before Mike, before I let you go on a on a sort of positive note, um, what was the atmosphere like up at Fenway Park? Certainly on TV, it seemed like Mets fans. I mean, for a team that, as you say. Seven games under five hundred, seven and a half back of the wild card, not even you know nowhere in the zip code of the division leading uh, Braves, and yet it seemed like Mets fans showed up big time at Fenway Park. Yeah, and it, 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 even walking around downtown Boston, I, I just saw a ton of Mets fans uh, this weekend. It was it was a great atmosphere. You know, you come here, you. you you go to Pittsburgh, and uh, you know the Mets will go down to Baltimore in a couple of weeks. I'm sure uh, Mets fans will make that drive down there. But yeah, it, it was it was great up here, and uh, you know the fans going back. The one thing, the one thing that unified uh, right. the fans <laughs> is the Yankees suck chant. You know, yes, they, they I thought that was clever. So I want to actually ask you about that. Is 
my sense was that very clever Red Sox fans, when Mets fans would start to get uh, the let's go Mets chant going, that Red Sox fans would start the Yankees suck um, chant as a way to distract (laughs) Mets fans and get them off of it. It was like something, of course, they could all agree on, and it seemed to work. Yeah, (laughs) that's possible. But, no, you're right. It it was was a great atmosphere, and, you know, the way the – the schedule set up now with interleague. Uh, the Mets will be coming up here, you know, every other year, so that that'll be nice. And uh, you know, certainly going down to Baltimore, uh, there's a big Mets presence when they go down there, so um, it's fun. Um, and for as far as the Subway Series go, it goes it's on Tuesday. But um, is there, from what you can see and talking to the players and around the team, is there any juice at all for the Subway Series right now? You know, there's a little bit just because you you know you're going to get the that big crowd at, at Yankee Stadium, and uh, you know it'll be like it was up here. But uh, you know, it, it's not the same, obviously, as uh, you know last year or years right. when both teams are you know really going yeah. at it. So yeah. uh, you know, but you know, the Mets, the Mets, Mets have to look at uh, every game uh, at this point as their Subway Series because the Time's running out on him. Yep. Uh, Mike Puma from the New York Post does a great job covering the Mets. You can find him uh, in the Post and on Twitter. Uh, Mike, appreciate the time. Safe travels back to the New York area. All right. Take care, Lori. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.